yak babies, sex, presidents, and sometimes books. Welcome to Yak Babies, the only podcast on the internet sponsored by Dr. Tenge's Toe Bro, the complete toe companion. My name's Aaron, here with our personal pals Dave. Hey, boys. Hello, we have Brick. Hello. You, and we have New American Nico. Hello, boys. Yes, hello to you. Hello to you all. This week on Yak Babies, it's time once again, it's the end of the year. You know, it's time to to reflect on what we've done, all the good deeds, all the bad <laughs> deeds, and uh, make some plans for the next year, for 2024. Wow, what a year. Can you imagine? And and look at our reading habits and see what we're going to do about that. Some changes to be made, some habits to be addressed, some, I don't know, whatever we want to say, that will shape our 2024 when it comes to our reading. Now, I assume that all of you will be following the 18 points for reading more widely, uh, more well, and faster that we discussed in a previous episode. Yeah, those are my three resolutions. Yes, yeah, so we have to think beyond those for your <laughs> resolutions for 2024. I want to start because I feel like I don't have... Well, I was reflecting on this, this question earlier and thought back to the resolutions I'd made in previous year's episodes when we do this very same thing. I don't think I've kept any of them. I think I've roundly failed to meet all my reading goals because they're usually like read more, uh, uh, read a couple different things. I think last year was I trying to read more as like contemporary fiction and, <laughs> and I didn't do any of them. I really, I really biffed and dropped the ball entirely. So this year I'm making a different kind of resolution, which is to just take the pressure off myself and not have any specific reading goals. <laughs> I try to rethink it less in terms of I got to do something and more just as long as I, I keep reading, then I'll be happy. Right. They're trying to just like make it a less of a problem to solve and more of a sort of thing that I, I still enjoy doing because I do still enjoy it but to not I don't know to not think of it in those so my my resolution is no resolution which is why I wanted to go first so you're you want to read less you're you're aiming to read less and then you're going to reverse psychology yourself into actually reading more there you go yeah <laughs> if, I, if I take the pressure off maybe I'll I'll show myself up I partially say that because this year I feel like I maybe have my have had my worst reading year of all. I think I've oh. I've read so little this year, and I I'm not sure I could explain why. But yes, yeah, so so my resolution is to is to not worry about it so much. But let's hear Nico. What do you what is your plan for 2024 when it comes to reading? Do you want to read something new and exciting? Do you want to go to old classics? So I guess my I'm I I read a fair bit this year, hmm. so I. I think I'm okay in that department. I th- I think I'm gonna resolve to uh to try to read more contemporary mysteries because like because I was looking at the Goodreads Reader's Choice Awards and all of the mysteries that they picked that I had read were terrible, were like the worst books that I read this whole year. And I have to wow. believe that there are some better ones out there. So I'm gonna try and find some better mysteries. Two only two of the. The books on my five star list are mysteries, so that's not good. Yeah, yeah. So that's for sure. That's about it. Yeah, not too much. And and why mystery specifically? Because you write in that vein, or is that just yeah genre? Yeah, and I let and I mean I like them when they're good, but there are so many bad ones. It's really it's tough. To, it takes more work, I think, to find them. I guess. Right. Okay. I like that. That's good. Brick, let's hear from you. Sure. I did a much better job reading this year than in pre- previous few. Uh, what I did not do a very good job of this year, as will be evidenced in probably the next episode we record, is finishing books. Mm. Uh, I finished almost none. Hey, I re- heard recently that's okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Callan will probably, <laughs> but I, I didn't. I didn't throw them away. I just. I, I. I started a lot of books and I made a lot of time for reading this year. Right. Okay. 
but I only actually finished a handful. Why, and so why is that? I don't know. Well, part of that is a big chunk of my reading was chipping away at a 1,200-page Stephen King book that I read the equivalent of the equivalent of a bunch of books. But uh, and I still haven't finished it. I'm, and I put that one down. I'll read it again next October. That's going to be a multi-year project. Which one is that? <laughs> it, which I very much like. It is. Hmm better in kind of every way than I, it's been a long time since I read a Stephen King book. Uh, that's not true. I read, I think Firestarter for the podcast a few years ago, but yeah, it's, it's a better like written and plotted book than I remembered as a kid. It's very good. But that said, it's very long. And I think I read 500 pages and put it down. So, right. Well, break, you, you used to be, if memory serves kind of compulsive about finishing books, even if you hated them, like against yeah. what we just talked about in the previous episode. So maybe Maybe this is like progress <laughs> of a kind, right? Yeah. It's, are you it's are you quoting gotten... some of these books because you're not into them and just don't want to finish them? Because that's a that's a good step, uh, probably. A f- few of them. Yeah, there's a couple I just kind of moved on from. I've gotten better at not, I'd say over the last maybe five years, of not compulsively forcing myself to finish a book. I think once I came to terms with the fact that I wasn't really reading much, it seemed it was it was counterproductive. So yeah, I think trying to find books I want to finish and then finishing them mm. is it. I, you know, I have a whole stack of half-finished books sitting by my bed. So, Do you feel like those are going to be restarters, or could you pick up where those have been abandoned and, and keep up? Oh, no, they're all pickups. The only books I ever need to restart, if I'm doing that way, are like tough books, and mm-hmm. I'm not reading any of those right now. Interesting. I'm pretty good at... I always have been about... I can put down a book for eight months and then pick it back up. Right. I do that with video games all the time, too. I'll play a game and then forget about it forever, and I'll just pick it up and keep going where I left off, and I'll just remember the... I, I remember it pretty quick. Right, right. And then my other, uh, I've, I've slipped a little bit lately. The short days are hard for my brain, mm. but I'm very happy with my, uh, we talked on a separate, I, I stopped having like, you have to read hour or anything like that. I, I abandoned yeah. that. And instead I just replaced it with between eight and nine o'clock. There is no, we just, there's no screens. Mm. No phones, no television. You can do whatever the fuck you want in our house, but it can't involve a screen. And that's been, it's not a thing. You're just like, eh, time to put this down. And sometimes I'll do the dishes. Sometimes I'll read a book. Sometimes I'll take an extra dog walk. Right. It's been good for the brain. Nice. In fact, we've now expanded it. So now it's 745 to 9. So Ooh, nice. keep keep going there. That's been a one that doesn't, it doesn't feel, it doesn't feel like putting a, a punishment or a condition right. on what I'm doing. It's not making... It's not making any of the activities I do in that time feel onerous because there's no expectation I do anything, right? So right. usually we just put on some music and find something to do for a bit. Yeah. I strongly recommend guys explore, uh, if not daily, at least a couple times a week, just having a time to put your phone in another room and just exist in that space for a bit. It's it's it feels good. To yeah. The brain. Yeah, I can imagine. Could it take like a shit? It took a minute, an hour and fifty minutes. I could go do that. Yeah, and so <laughs> and and one of the things. Well, I mean. Sure, it's a good time does to poop take, in a shower and maybe at the same time. Does it take that long if you don't have your phone? Well, I'm just imagining if I was like yeah. sitting there concentrating, maybe I would really think about that poop for that full hour, 50 minutes. Yeah, just mindful pooping. Yeah. That's your, your new, well, that could be, <laughs> could be a <laughs> memoir title pooping. for anyone. Maybe it's why I poop so much is I'm not getting all of it out. So I need to like really yeah. sort of sit there and get it, like open the gate fully. <laughs> yeah. I did go through and play with all the settings on my phone and set mm. it. So like during that time period, basically only the bare minimum functions work oh like yeah I can still right. text people i can still use music i can still look things up on on a browser or whatever but all the rest of the apps right there's just there's an extra screen that says this is limited do you want to ignore it yes or no and that that usually is enough reminder of like oh yeah put this shit down like what i'm trying to look up on this phone is most of the time not a thing that can't wait an hour right you're gonna get a notification from fucking instagram that 
some. I, I with the exception <laughs> with the exception of text messages, I just have pretty much every notification on my phone turned off right. all the time. It's I'm, I'm putting a lot of effort into not letting my phone control my life, and so far I'm very happy with how it's going. Yeah, that's good. I'm glad to hear there's been positive results. Nice, Dave. What about you? Well, Aaron, mine is pretty much the same as yours. Like, you know, we've talked for years, particularly I think since the pandemic started. But like, you know, we get on here every few months and say, "Oh, I'm not reading enough." And so I, when, you know, late on a later episode, we're going to talk about, you know, our favorite books of the year. So I went down my list of books I read this year and I'm on my 12th. So I'm not even, you know, I'm like a book a month. Right. And it's like, I don't know why, why do I feel like I have to hold myself to some kind of, you know, quantity standard that's like mm. set by myself. <laughs> right. Right. I, you know, it's not like I'm not reading at all in between books. I'm, you know, I'm reading a lot of like, you know, I still get those literary magazines. I'm always reading, mm-hmm. you know, like the New York review of books mm. cover to cover every time it comes in. Like, I don't know, man, like I'm not going to read everything in my lifetime that I, <laughs> I'm going to want to read. So like, just pump the brakes a little. It's fine. So I read 12 books this year. It's, it's no big deal. I'm, I, sh- I should be fine with that. Yeah. To sort of see it less as a and like you know reading under reading under duress <laughs> like there's no point to that <laughs> right it's like I got to sit down and read so I can you know add another fucking book to my list no that's stupid or if you're reading something just to read it not because you had a sincere desire for it or whatever that's yeah I think would be a problem right yeah I like that that makes sense there's a sense of deliberateness I guess to the choice of like I'm gonna read this it's okay and also you know I like that when we do our our favorite or our best of which we'll do soon one of our categories has always been like favorite reading experience because like reading the new york review of books whatever for instance it's not going to be you're not going to list it as one of the books you read this year but you might derive a lot of pleasure from sitting down and and paging through it and reading the articles or the reviews whatever so yeah there's something to be said for reading that's not bound to you know a book specifically right yeah and it's not like you know i don't well there was that one year that i i think for the we're still doing chamber four so i did like a blog series about how I was going to read 80 books that year or else there was going to be some kind of consequence, which I don't even remember what that was. You were to cut your own dick off. <laughs> I think that was it. it was you were to cut your dick off. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that is what it was. Yeah, that explains why you have no um, dick. <laughs> <laughs> why dick <laughs> Yeah. So I did that that year, but it felt like, you know, kind of a chore yeah. too. Like a lot of the that reading was like, I don't want to be reading this, but you know, I set this number, so I have to like plow through it when I'd maybe rather be doing something right. else, uh, or like maybe reading a longer book, and I pick one that's short just so I can you know add another to the list. So I don't know, that kind of stuff's dumb. Just like read when I want to read and don't when I don't. That's I'm fine with. Yeah, that. that makes sense. I do admit to like I do like the keeping the tally is. I think there's fun in that for sure. Like sort of seeing looking back on like what you did and like oh i read these things this year and like what is that how does it add up what does it make sense whatever and usually it doesn't it's just like random choices that i made here and there but yeah i think going into it with, with less pressure is a good idea are there any things that you are looking forward to reading in 2024 that you're excited about like things you maybe are going to come out this year that you are new or things you're looking forward to getting around to or anything that you have like your eye on as a reading uh, treat for the new year i started the most recent which is now a year old ian e. McEwen. oh and then i drifted away when it wasn't terrible it was actually <laughs> 
<laughs> it was actually kind of good. So I need to go back and finish that. It would be nice. I don't know if it would be nice. It might be tragic if I get back on when I was almost off. But right. I like the if, idea it's good, that if it's good, I'm back in. So hate reading new McEwen became like reading. And now the good stuff is now hate reading. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I keep saying I'm going to go back and read the ones I liked. <laughs> so maybe I'll do that. Right. And then there's, I guess it's out because Dave, you texted me about it the other day. I got to I gotta figure it out. Bill Watterson has a book out. Yeah, I saw that. I thought it'd be the oh. other day. Yeah. Huh. I'm a little worried. I don't. I don't think I'm excited to read it because I'm. It's almost certainly not gonna. It's a collaboration, right? He co-wrote it with someone, and he did the illustrations. I think. Yeah. So I. I need to. I'm curious. But you I need to not read it. You need but... to emotionally gird yourself so that you're not destroyed. Yeah. I. I mean, gosh. Maybe. Hopefully, it's not a collaboration with the Dilbert asshole. You know, <laughs> who, who knows? Who knows what's in there, right? some awesome Bill Watterson drawings of January 6th Patriots. Like, who the fuck knows? So, <laughs> nothing's good anymore. You can't enjoy anything. But I need to see it. So What I saw from it looks really, really pretty. So I'm curious to hear what your take on that will be. I want to hear more about that. I'll try and do that by January so we can discuss if it's out. I think it's out. I think it is, yeah. Nico, is there anything you're looking forward to reading? Anything you have your eye on? No. Specifically, no. Because oh. this... <laughs> this this past year, there were several books by authors that I've liked before. Uh, there was a new Nick Harkaway book. There was a new Patrick DeWitt book. They were all terrible. Oh, no. Yeah, it was, it was rough. So I'm not looking forward to anything. <laughs> That's my solution. Lower expectations as low as possible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dave? I'm not pre-ordering. I'm not pre-ordering any books. <laughs> yeah, nothing specific. I think, I guess what I'm most interested in is to see what book I'll be talking about at this time of year next year. Mm. It's like, who knows? Like the book that's my favorite book of this year was one that came out in 2022 and I heard about it and was like mildly intrigued, but then I'm like, ah, whatever, I'm never going to read that. Mm. And then randomly this fall, I just like, I saw it in a store. I was like, all right, what the hell? I picked it up and it was like, uh, that book was awesome. Wow. So I'm, I guess I'm excited to see what that book is next year. Yeah, a nice. But yeah, there's nothing in particular that I have an eye on. Right, right. That's a good teaser for our coming episode. Yeah, for me, there's a book that's coming out in June I'm looking forward to. It's called When the Clock Stops by John Gans. It's a political, he's a blogger who writes about American politics. It's about the 90s and the, like, what basically what happened after the USSR, like, fell apart and, like, how America responded to that. It sounds really good, but I probably wouldn't have ever even known about it if I didn't listen to the podcast he does with Jamel Bowie called Unclear and Present Danger, where they watch and talk about 90s political thrillers. So I've I've enjoyed that podcast and I have come to enjoy John Gans a lot. I read his blog and it's, it's always really good, but reading him more and hearing his voices made me more interested in, in so checking his book out. So I'm looking forward to reading that too. But besides that, yeah, something else I can think of specifically, one thing I'm looking forward to is, or like I can sort of say is like seeing what in the stack of two read or two read books that I have piling up around me will be the the kicker like which one i'll pick from that stack that will sort of really wow or throw me which will be fun too maybe not uh, well it's possible <laughs> i'll throw my books in the window yeah, throw them in the well and then try and find the best book about turtles listeners tell us what your resolutions are what are your plans for reading this year what do you want to do or change or, or see in the world around you when your comes to your reading you can email us those thoughts at yakbabiespodcast at gmail.com but you can also tell us on patreon patreon.com slash yakbabies where we have our bonus podcast house this is the free feed where you get all our our regular episodes but there's a whole separate universe a shadow podcast of uh insanity on patreon for 
for $1 a month, you can get access to all that. And there's, you know, games and bro bro conversations where you break down, you know, the, the key issues of the day. There's also separate podcasts about bad jokes and about candy and all kinds of stuff. There's monster drafts. There's really, it's a lot of fun. So check that out. And then, of course, we have tinyurl.com slash jackbabies where you can find our merch. Brick has designed some great shirts and posters and mugs that are there for you to enjoy. So please do enjoy them. And until then, Yak Babies, yakking off. The Yak Babies would like to thank all the loyal listeners, and especially their patrons, both past and present, including Michael, Bonnie, Sebastian, David, Roger, Kathleen, Bailey, Andrew, Gilbert, and William Howard Taft. Yay!